friend on today's creativity chat i am chatting with victoria the ninth and we are talking about bringing texture to your art to your songs excited to be here excited to have you you're coming from minnesota and i'm here in atlanta modern technology gotta love it (laughs) (laughs) oh actually you don't know this did i dream again the album art cover art for that is what inspired my podcast cover art no way yes that is so cool i was thinking you know i'll never talk to victoria she'll never know and then i thought i could totally just steal her idea completely and then i was like no there's a chance that i like might talk to her one day steal away that's what we do as artists we steal you know we're we pull from this and pull from that so go ahead that that's kind of what triggered me to think of oh like she's really into texture because of how that was designed was that the intent when you started making it yeah i definitely had like the collage idea you know and um just the album title did i dream again and the whole Mm -hmm. kind of premise of the album was all about daydreaming so i really did want the album art to kind of speak to that directly um, and so to have like this city scene, you know, broad daylight, but then the background to be cut out to have the stars and like the night sky. Um, so yeah, that was definitely intentional to tie in like the theme of the album and also just kind of set the precedence of um, who I wanted to be as an artist, that it wasn't just music, it was art. It was, you know, the whole package. Yeah. And I'm still working on it, still trying to like, you know, get better at that side of things. It's not great, but yeah that's def- that was definitely intentional i like how you had writing around it as well yeah i i'm i think i was really inspired by like maggie rogers and she has yeah, yeah handwriting just like all over her brand and her marketing mm-hmm. and i love that it's just it points i think handwriting always just says so much about a person and their personality so i just like right off the bat wanted to be like this is this is who i am like i'm messy and i'm like just kind of all over the place and I think that yeah (laughs) I think it just all like automatically just told the listener who I was yeah I I was thinking okay she's really into texture she's really into design because it's very intact and it was one of the probably one of the only album arts or cover arts that I looked at last year that I stopped and I felt like the word behold came like oh let me take this in so really lovely job (laughs) I love it. On that album, there are some songs that I wanted to chat about. You uh, 2 You said you were daydreaming. So was You 2 a daydream or was it based off of a real situation? You 2 was actually um, inspired by one of my best friends in college. She, uh, okay. she got engaged. She fell in love. And she's just one of my closest friends. I love her dearly. And so I automatically got to start like writing this song that I could see them dancing to as their like first dance at their wedding. (laughs) Yeah. So that whole song is like just for them and just how perfectly those two people mesh and just like seeing a love unfold that inspired you. And I wanted to kind of capture that. So, yeah, it was a little bit of daydreaming, but there was like a direct, a direct parallel, direct um, influence and inspiration. That's cool. Yeah. When it when it comes to the music like informing the song or the song informing the music, how what does that look like for you? Do you hear the song, the melody or do you uh play around with the instruments? It's funny, but I've like 
I don't think I've ever written a song the same way twice. Like oh, there are okay. some artists where they sit down with the guitar, they have a chord structure, they they write a song from it, and that's like always their process. But it's mm-hmm. always different for me. Sometimes it's the lyrics that come first, and then the song forms around it. Sometimes I'm playing around on Logic, and I have like a beat, and then I put in a, a bass line, and then the song comes. Sometimes I'm like I'm driving, or I'm walking through the grocery store. And someone will like cut me off and I'll like spit a bar. And I'm like, oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. Um, Are you a voice memoir? Oh, yes. There are (laughs) thousands on there. Um, And they date back so many years too. But actually, Shall We is how that one started. Let's just get this over with, shall we? I was actually, I was teaching English as a second language to um, this Argentinian family. And we were all so frustrated. We were so done with the lesson. And I was just like, well, let's just get those over with, shall we? And I was like, oh, oh kind of like that. <laughs> we were talking about you do have a lot of texture. You do have a lot of layers. Where do you think that comes from? I mean, like you said, they all feed into each other. I think lyrics feed into melodies, which feeds into instrumentation. My producer and I, Austin is his name. He's amazing. Absolutely incredible. We always talk about how people who listen to music, like they are capable of more than we give them credit for sometimes. There's so much music out there that's like one dimensional is spoon fed to people. I never want to do that because I really, I, I expect a lot more from my listeners and I expect that they're putting in just as much effort and intention into listening to this music as I am creating this music. But I am super intentional with just the sounds that I create and just the the width of them and the depth of them because I think there's just so much more that the ear is capable of of hearing than we give a lot of us credit for. I think even with like whistling, when I have yeah. my earbuds in, I hear it go through like one ear to the other ear, but when it's when it's out, you don't you don't necessarily recognize that. Yeah. So it's cool how even just like the way in which you consume a song can change your experience of what you hear. Exactly. And there are so many, um, so many parts, yeah, on Did I Dream Again and on this single coming up and some songs coming after it, Ayo, that, uh, (laughs) that like definitely play with um, the, like, I can't even think of the word exactly, but going from right to left, stereo, Mm -hmm. stereo versus mono. And, um, and that, also just creates such depth and so much more layering that you can't get on an iPhone. Um, but once you have like those headphones on and like you're, you're really in there, it just creates so much more motion that adds to mm-hmm. the layering of the song. I think that's cool that you're thinking about that process in the creating side of it. Mm. Um, where do you think that thought process began? Like when you were little, were you always collaging? Or what, what did it, what were you doing? I, d- I didn't realize this until like a year ago or actually just a couple months ago. But <laughs> I used to, as a kid, um, kind of like in middle school, I would be on the bus, you know, with my iPod shuffle <laughs> and like my iPod Nano, be listening to my songs. Um, and I would like go back and go back and I would listen to the same song like five or six times. And the first time through, I'd be listening to the whole package. And the second time through, I'd be listening to what the drums are doing. Third mm-hmm. time through would be the bass line. The, second time, the fourth time is like the layering of all the vocals and how they're building on each other. And um, so I think, yeah, as a kid, I was definitely just captivated by all the little 
intricacies and details of a song that are hidden that you had to like, you had to focus in on and then you would catch the magic of it. And so I think that's, that's definitely translated into the music I'm making today because that was such a part of what captivated me as a kid in music was just like the hidden treasures that you had to be so intentional about hearing and that the artist kind of put in as like Easter eggs for you to get. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really sweet. I think that it's neat that the thing that captivated you is the thing that encourages your creativity today. Yes, definitely. Did you find that other people were thinking like that when you, when you would meet other artists? No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. How does that feel? <laughs> I was on a writing trip with some people in LA, which was incredible. Um, and I, I told that to one of the writers and he's like, nope, that's not normal. That's not normal at all. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it kind of hit me. I didn't realize that people's brains didn't automatically like want to um decode you know the different details of songs Mm -hmm. a lot of people just focus on melodies and lyrics and just like the vibe of it and that's cool that's great it is funny when the thing that's your norm isn't other people's but you don't realize that at the time yes i was like your brain doesn't work like that are you sure (laughs) they're like no my 12 year old brain was not (laughs) listening with the iPod shuffle five times like to the same song. It's like, well, to each their own. <laughs> do you play instruments or do you are you more of a beat maker? Like what is what does that look yeah, like? Yeah, I um I started learning drums at eight. And it's a it's funny. I was just at the kitchen table one day and I was kinda like just beating around, you know? And my mom just looks over and she's like, Do you wanna play drums? And I'm like, okay sure and literally the next week she'd gotten me a drum set wow like that's a great mom for you honestly what a great mom (laughs) so yeah like on like like and some of the songs coming afterwards i played drums on them um but i also did a lot of like programming just because i think that's kind of where music is right now and i wanted to kind of dive into a more pop slash hip-hop um what is programming because i don't know it's basically just taking samples so like sounds that mimic an acoustic drum set um so yeah like a kick sample a snare sample a hi-hat sample and then just kind of putting them in the order that you want it to be and so it could be it could be something that like an like an actual drummer could mimic but you could kind of put in so many elements that like one drummer couldn't do it all like grow a third arm to like get that extra part <laughs> use use your kneecap <laughs> <laughs> get real creative um yeah. but then it, it just gives you so much more free reign too because it's not just something that you have to like um be able to play you just have you know limitless creativity with it and do you use logic for that yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. I at least I at least know about logic I'm like <laughs> cool <laughs> one thing down <laughs> it's great that's all you need all you need when it comes to like tone I don't know if that's the right word but this is a bad example but I think of like chipmunk sounding versus like deep lower do you yeah. do you play with is it called tone of like an instrument yeah there's there's definitely a lot of that that goes on I mean because um you know tone communicates so much subliminally it's like mm-hmm. If you had a melody that was like, oh, I love you, but then you had a tone that's like, you know, they're not going to be singing the same song. It's not going to be communicating the same thing. So there's definitely, I play around a lot with tone. I get very particular. A lot of the words are like warm or dry, but I, I love 
I love warmer tones because that's usually like the more romantic kind of like welcomes you in. And so that really parallels well with like some of the more romantic lyrics that I sing. Um, and I think it also pairs well with my voice. Uh, yeah. the, like there's there's all the different levels you have to think about. Like what is the song communicating? Um, how is it pairing with like the voice, with the other instruments? It all works together to create an experience for your listener. And I'm super intentional about every single sound that's going into a song. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how many people actually think about the listener. Mm. That's really beautiful that you are thinking about us. So Thank you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I've never really thought about that. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I, I do agree with people when they say like, first of all, make art for yourself. I'm like, yeah. Um, but then when they're like, you know, screw other people's opinions, like it's only what you, what you think is right and true. And I'm like, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not the only one that's going to be listening to this music. Like, I want it to touch other people's lives and I want it to communicate to them, make them think, you know, make them wonder, give them an experience. And so, yeah, I'm always at the end of the day thinking, how are people going to receive this? When you wrote Waiting, that's the song that established me reaching out to you because really? I thought it was really beautiful that you gave space to just like sit in the song yeah because if i'm remembering correctly it was about six minutes you did not hold back with that one (laughs) i think oftentimes it's easy to rush by a song that's a little longer but in that i actually sat and felt like i was processing what it means to wait and like what waiting looks like i think i wrote down what i sent you i wrote down this song provides so much space to process the feeling of waiting waiting feels empty but then there's still movement behind the scenes Mm. Thank you for making this song sound feel the way it does. Some people, <laughs> oh yeah, here we go. Some people may think a six minute song is too long, but this was just the right one for me. <laughs> I love it. I loved it so much. <laughs> I mean, that was definitely kind of a nerve wracking song to put out there. I'm like, not everyone is going to connect with this. Like, n- But the few people who are, it's going to be worth it because I think they're going to mm-hmm. they're gonna understand the that exact message, you know, the beauty and the patience required to wait and to wait properly. How have you been <laughs> extending your patience during the Rona? The Rona, the big Rona. <laughs> I mean, I'm an introvert, so I've been living my best life out here. I mean, and it's it has given me so much more time to create and to work on mm. music and to plan for the future. Obviously, it's not ideal. There's a pandemic happening and there's all the right. complicated emotions that come with it, but um, I'm I'm really taking advantage of the time that I have, the the people that I can spend time with, and all that kind of stuff. Some people have picked up a random hobby. Like, is that you in the creating process, or has it been more like, no, I've been writing a lot of songs, I've been writing a lot of melodies. What have you been doing during the Rona? I did not produce any of my own music until like March. So, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, so March. I mean, I like hit the ground running and I just experimented as much as possible that's when I first did drum programming and like oh cool yeah so um so I think kind of my new like hobby the thing that I picked up was producing my own music gaining my footing in that gaining confidence in that and just like kind of standing back and be like wow yeah I can do this and like you can (laughs) and so I I really think that you know like like and the songs that follow it are the definitely the songs that most represent, you know, what's in my head and the music that's in my head when I imagine a song 
and when I see it come to life, like just this time from March till now, uh, just to be able to play around freely and with, with no time restrictions has made me able to like just communicate even more effectively to people like this is my style of music. This is this is my music. This is what I I want to communicate to you and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Kudos to you for taking a spin and walking into producing. Thanks. It definitely took a couple nudges. At first, I was like, Nah, I could never do that. But oh. just the right people being like, No, actually, you can. <laughs> what What do you think producing has taught you so far? Oh. What has producing taught me so far? That's a good question. I think like all of these things about texture and like layering, I don't think I would have been able to like effectively um, communicate that before really diving into producing stuff myself. I think producing has taught me that creativity really has no bounds. Even in the world of production, I could be in it for a lifetime and still like not have kind of played with all the textures, all the sounds, all the possibilities that are out there. You hear sometimes of um, songs where they like, you know, on one of Kanye's songs, he used a car alarm. Like, yeah, wait, oh my gosh, yeah, wait, yes, I, lo- I love when people do yeah, things like that. I mean, like, it's, yeah. it's crazy what you can think of and what you can just throw into something and create this, like, beautiful landscape of sound out of just random household objects. So it's like, but then, of course, like, there's that side of things. There's also just the crazy amount of options just in logic, you know, with, like, turning a dial just slightly more to the right, and then you have a whole different sound. You know, with that whole different sound, you communicate a whole different story and a whole different song. So it's definitely producing has just widened my scope of how creative I can be. Thinking of, like, unconventional ways to bring in real life into sound. Yeah. That's neat. Definitely. And I love that you said that you've just been playing around. Like, isn't it neat that at the end of the day, it's, we all go back to playing? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Lo- what we learned in kindergarten, that's yeah. setting us up for success today. <laughs> we might not have in a lot of time for recess, but <laughs> we still play. <laughs> but we still play. I really like asking this question of what would you tell Victoria on that bus in middle school? What would you? What advice would you give her? I think I would tell her, you can do this and you have something to say through it. Because I think for the longest time, I was just like, nah, I'm just a drummer. Like, nah, I mean, I can write songs, but they're not going to go anywhere. And it just took me so long to realize like, no, I can do this. What I have to say through these songs is important and people want to listen, which still blows my mind. <laughs> But yeah, I think I would just encourage little Victoria back then and just say, like, believe in yourself because what you're hearing right now and what you're doing right now is going to pay off. I really like that. (laughs) Thank you, Victoria, for being on today's Creativity Chat. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah. I will link all of her links. That sounds weird. I will link everything you need to know about Victoria below or in the I keep saying below. This is not a video. Let's redo that. I will link all of Victoria's social website, Spotify, everything in the show notes. So check them out. And I hope you have a lovely rest of the day. Bye.
Thank you.